at Sport Clips Haircuts. They hairdo like no one else hair does. Yup, I just said that. I didn't read ahead. That's because not only is it the home of champion haircuts, they've also made relaxing and unwinding the name of the game, and it should be. With MVP haircut experience, your haircut gets turned up a notch. That's because the MVP is more than just a haircut. It's a spa day for your hair follicles. It's a seven pressure point massaging shampoo, along with a perfectly steamed hot towel. Oh, well, a steady stream of sports plays on television. Man, my testosterone is coming out my ears. You can want it all and have it all at Sport Clips. Man, what a claim. It's a game changer. Duncan Cold K Cup Pods were specially crafted for cold coffee. God, I love saying that. Brew over ice straight out of the Kerrig coffee maker. Just brew over ice and sip in seconds. Bold, smooth Duncan. Taste you know and love. Find Duncan cold coffee in the roasted coffee aisle. Hi, my name is Kristen Shaw. And I feel relieved about being Conan O'Brien's friend. Fall is here, hear the yell, back to school, ring the bell, brand new shoes, walk in blues, climb the fence, books and pens, I can tell that we are gonna be friends, yes I can tell that we are gonna be friends. Hey there, welcome to Conan O'Brien Needs a Friend, uh, we've got, uh, We've got a lot to talk about here today. First of all, uh, Sona is not going to be joining us on the podcast, and she has a pretty good excuse. She did give birth to her twins. She has twin boys. I think it's Mikey and Charlie. Confirm this for me. Is that yeah, right, Gorley? Right. It's is yeah. it? It's Charles Mike. And Michael. Yeah, it's Charles and Michael, but uh, she calls them Mikey and Charlie. So she's embracing her Armenian past. Uh, full on. <laughs> she now has uh, these these two children, and um, it's so funny because I became like a, a grandfather figure or something. I don't know what happened, but I was on the East Coast, had to be on the East Coast when the babies came, and I was so nervous, and I kept checking my phone and pacing, and my wife kept saying, it's gonna be fine. It's, I'm like, well, I haven't heard yet. I haven't heard. And I was texting her, Husband tack, like any word, what's happening? And um, then they came and I was like, I wanna see pictures, <laughs> pictures. And then I wanted more pictures and I totally turned into this, I don't know, like it was, was my Liza grandchildren. at all upset with you that you maybe didn't even act that way for your own children? <laughs> yes. I said, it's uh, Mikey and Charlie. And she said, quick, what's the name of our children? I went, well, that, that's neither here nor there. That's neither that's here nor names. there. Here and there. Yes, their name is here, there, and, and uh, if there's a third, it'll be everywhere. That's all we need to know. But I, uh, I totally lost my mind. I was so happy. Showing strangers. Look, Sona had her babies. And what's crazy is a lot of people listen to the podcast. So people knew. So I had people saying to me, so Sona must be having those children soon. I went, last night, look. <laughs> and I was showing them my phone and uh, walking around, just bellowing at people in restaurants. I don't often bellow, but I was bellowing. I was very excited. Well, you're a proud uh, uncle, godfather, guardian. I don't know what, what my role you? is. Yeah, I think um, um, evil 
<laughs> yeah. Evil Overlord. Uh, yeah. Satanic just, just brain cloud blood brother uh, brain. <laughs> I don't know what my relationship is, but I, I think of myself as uh, Uncle. I'll be Uncle Conan. That's you good. sent me a picture that morning of the twins before Sona had even texted that yes. she had them. That's how excited I was. And by the way, let me make sure I, I introduce David Hopping. David Hopping is the assistant who's filling in for Sona while she's gone, which means by law, you also have to be on the podcast. By law. Yeah, by yeah. law. So you, uh, David, were uh, were getting excited texts from me and photos before you even heard from Sona, right? I was, yeah. I was out to lunch and you sent, I had messaged you about something work-related and your response was, have you seen a picture yet? And then sent one with it. Yeah, the proof that I do have a human side. He does. Thank you. And It's and, nice to let people know that. Well, do you think people need to know that? No. Okay. <laughs> strange guy, David, very strange. Listen, I know that you have designs on Sona's career and uh, you're gonna try and take advantage of the fact that she's <laughs> out creating human life to uh, slide in here and uh, become a household name. And I've got my eye on you, Hopping. It's been a five-year plan. (laughs) (laughs) You have been telling Sona for years, have children, in fact, Mm -hmm. have twins. Yeah. Which is a weird thing to say. Specifically twins, yeah. Specifically twins. Well done, wow. Because if she has two, she'll be out longer. You said triplets for a while. I said five, but she said no. Uh, well, uh, David, have you gone over to see the babies? I don't think we're I welcome haven't. over there. I would imagine not. First of all, she lives very far away in a part of LA I'm not familiar <laughs> so with. Far. Oh, no, no. What? No, no, I'm no. not gonna, it's just a part of LA that let's just say isn't part of my normal route. Mm-hmm. One needs, I think, uh, a helicopter <laughs> and then a donkey and a dog sled to get there. But um, my point is that I live in a bubble and, uh, <laughs> and I'm an idiot who should know more about his surroundings. But no, I think they're just having family. Now, thank so. God Sona has a big family because it was you know, quite traumatic for a lot of people. I know that uh, Liza and I went through it twice when, uh, when our children were born. Sona has... All kinds of family there. Oh, yeah. I don't think she's held the babies yet. Anytime I text her, I get a response within seconds. Yeah, yeah. and I'll talk to her and she'll be like, oh, I just woke up from an 11-hour nap. And now <laughs> an 11-hour someone, nap. Now someone's rubbing my feet. And I'm thinking, you've got twins. I thought you two were just gonna, you and Tack were just gonna be laid out completely. But no, she says, oh, my mother's with them, this aunt's with them, that uncle's with them, Mm -hmm. this person just came over. We got an Amazon package the other day and Sona delivered it. (laughs) (laughs) She now has two jobs. She's taking extra work. Oh, but she's too tired to do the podcast. But no, she's uh, doing color commentating for the Olympics. Um, she just bought a bait and tackle shop and she's working there. Uh, she's getting, let's just say she's getting a lot of help from what she calls the yayas. I think mm-hmm. that is, uh, yeah. is that Greek or Armenian term Armenian, for yeah. the grandmothers? We, uh, we didn't have that. We didn't have that. We, yeah. we didn't, I lived far away from my parents. And also, uh, you know, my parents had, my mom had six kids. Did they fly out when you had your kids? Yes. They, they came from Boston to New York to see the kids. But again, as I was uh, gonna say before you rudely interrupted me, I'm so sorry. you'll have to learn. Um, I'll learn etiquette. Yeah, when I raise my hand and make this motion, <laughs> that means you're allowed to speak. Got it. And that's another rule that Sona's never followed. Uh, but anyway, they came down. My mom had six kids. So she was like, oh, they're lovely, um, but that's on you. You know, you guys handle that. I had six kids in four years. So uh, that's how the Irish do it. 
I was born four months after my brother Luke. <laughs> no. Yeah, true story. Come on. And then Kate was born two months after me. Were you um, just a fast gestation or were you sharing womb time? There was, it was, uh, <laughs> it was like Airbnb, you know, it was just people were- <laughs> Like a youth hostel in there? Yeah. When I was in, in utero, there was an app and I remembered I had, this is my womb time, but now I've got to get out because Kate's coming through. So yeah, it was complicated. It was a different time. The yeah. Irish are very efficient that way. But, um, but no, we couldn't do that. And Liza's parents were in Seattle, so they could come in and help somewhat, but they couldn't stay. Uh, They're both very busy with what they were doing, which is they, uh, they're toffee makers. They have a toffee factory. I love to spread misinformation, but yes. <laughs> I almost believe that. Uh, I Because I want it to be true. I <laughs> yeah. love toffee so yeah, much. Yeah, <laughs> my wife's uh, parents in Seattle have a famous little toffee store and they, they mix toffee all day. It's up at the uh, top of the Space Needle? Yes, it's at the top of the Space Needle. They, uh, they have a little toffee place there. Anyway, check it out. You love their toffee. It's fantastic. But they have to stir the toffee constantly and they couldn't get away to take care of the, the grandchildren. <laughs> and if you let the toffee sit for even a moment and you can't get someone else to stir it. I was gonna it. say, couldn't they hire someone? No, because they don't stir it right. The, Liza's parents are really good at, at stirring that toffee just right with their little wooden spoon. Uh, but anyway, again, wasted time all around. Just wasted babble. We wish Sona all the best. Uh, Mike and Charlie. Do we say Mikey? I think Mikey. Um, I think she yeah. calls him Mikey. Because yeah. I always hear her saying, shut up, Mikey. <laughs> I don't hear her saying, shut up, Mike. I hear, shut up, Mikey, shut up, shut up. So Mikey's the bad one. Yeah. And then uh, Charlie is, well, he's also bad. They're both bad. Yeah. Oh, yeah. God. He's already stolen stuff. All right. <laughs> it's true. They found all kinds of stolen stuff in his crib. But uh, we wish her all the best. We love her. And she'll be back soon. Uh, so, sorry, David. <laughs> little scheme isn't going to work. Oh, David, man. have you considered twins? No. Do you want kids in your future? Probably. Yeah. Well, that sounds like a strong commitment. <laughs> I'm happy to take you out to lunch and talk to you about it at any time. If you want any life advice from me, oh, you great. probably really look up to me as a role I, model. Mm-hmm. Jesus. Yeah. My guest today. Very excited. <laughs> My guest today. No one gives me less than you, David. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. David, are you glad that I'm alive? Mm-hmm. 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 Sure. <laughs> David, are you glad that I wasn't murdered last night brutally with a with a hacksaw? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Sure. Okay. My guest today is a hilarious comedian and actress who voices Louise Belcher on Bob's Burgers, and now you can see her in the Disney Plus series, The Mysterious Benedict Society. And she's done so much amazing work. This intro doesn't even scratch the surface. Very excited she's with us today. I do love her. Kristen Shaw, welcome. Every time I realize we're friends, I'm always, like, surprised. Why does it surprise you? Um, because, because <laughs> it reminds me that I've made it. And that's is, always a surprise. Is that a sign of making it now in the business as someone is my friend? That's incredible. Yeah, a little bit. I mean, mean a little bit? That hurt my feelings. Well, I mean, I'm sure you have friends that do other things. <laughs> no, I'll only be friends with people in show business. Dave? Oh, David uh, Hopping. He's filling in for Sona. He's my assistant who's filling in for Sona Mosesian. Say hi, David. Hi. But we are not friends. Oh, no, I that's mean, news you're, an em- to David. <laughs> you're an employee, David. That's I can't. true. That's, that's fair. I signed something and you signed something that said we can never be friends. Mm, that's true. That'll keep it easy. Um, we, uh, we have much to speak about yes. because we've been, I think we've been friends for a long time. Yeah. I mean, when was the first time you came on my show? It must be a big day in your life. 
Oh, I should have looked that up. Don't you have that in your notes? <laughs> no, when I, was it, guys? Uh, no, no, I don't. I don't even think it was in New York. I feel like I didn't do your show till you moved to L.A. Because you went from, you were doing The Tonight Show, which, by the way, I bought a T-shirt. Did you buy a Tonight Show T-shirt? As soon as I knew shit was going down, I went online and bought a T-shirt. Those are I worth. I should have worn it. <laughs> those are worth uh, a, a fortune. I think they're pretty Those special. are like uh, owning a Dewey Defeats Truman uh, <laughs> <laughs> newspaper. Do you? <laughs> yeah, it is. That's uh, it's a it's, it's a big historical. deal. Yeah, it's like having that postage stamp of the biplane that's flying upside down that's worth eight billion dollars. I see people write uh, occasionally with uh, Conan Tonight Show merchandise, and I say, "You hang on to that because that is a historical oddity that's worth a fortune." Yeah, I think it's gonna. It's definitely gonna be a memory. Sure. I'm sorry to bring that up right oh, away no. off the bat. <laughs> no, no. I love that we were. You know what? Now I'm surprised we're friends. Uh, Why did I? Oh, we were we were seconds into the show when you brought up the Tonight it's Show. It's always a relief. That- yeah, yeah, that's so great. That's so great. You're, you're talking to an airship pilot, and you brought up the Hindenburg within seconds. Yes, yes. Uh, no, because I don't think I did your show in New York because it was it was shifting to that, and then I wasn't I remember on you did anything. A, you did a very sweet thing, which is I was on tour in 2009. No, 2010. I was on that big tour between shows. And I think you came backstage yeah. and you had like crocheted. That's not me. What and I it? don't know the name of the woman, but was it was it? a fan that I knew. That oh, but you gave it to me. I could get it to you. Oh my God. Because I knew you scared, Reggie. You scared the hell out of me. I thought you just meant, I thought you just meant that wasn't, wasn't you me at who all. came into the room. That was Lauren Lapkus. No. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I thought you were about to, I was about to get caught like confusing my uh, really funny women. That was women. Miranda July. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> It was you. You came backstage, and you, that's right. You gave me something that a fan uh, had made, but it was you, and I thought that was really sweet. Yeah. And, and you were on Flight of the Concords, uh-huh, and yeah. uh, I really – well, I've always thought you were hilarious. You know, you're, you're always good. You're money in the bank is what we say in our business, money oh, in the bank. Thanks, Conan. That's really sweet. It's true. How much money? <laughs> well, it's not a lot. Okay, okay, but it's in there. It's sort of in uh, There's bit- an account. It's in Bitcoin. Yeah. Oh, I still don't understand Bitcoin. It's not real though, right? Not real. That's why you shouldn't be too excited about being money in the bank. Yeah. That's what I'm trying to say. I'm, <laughs> I'm trying to degrade my compliment as much as possible. I'll take it. No. Uh, no, that makes me more comfortable. I've been watching you be hilarious for years and I've always thought to myself, where did this start? Because I know you come from a, a different background uh, than everybody else uh, that I talked to, or most other people I talked to, which is you pretty much grew up on a farm, didn't you? Yeah, it was it was out in the middle of kind of nowhere, and it's it wasn't like it was my dad's hobby farm. He was actually a construction worker for money, but we would get a bunch of um, heifer cows and get rent a bull <laughs> once a year, and I would just sit and watch the bull um, just bone all of the <laughs> female cows and. It was the most terrifying thing you've ever seen, if you've ever seen that. <laughs> because animal penises are uh, like little snakes come out. Like, like, have you seen it? Well, I. It's really I've, weird. Yeah, it's. It's, it's, it's really sort, weird. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Uh, not to brag, but my penis. Uh, it's, <laughs> it's been just. Well, it's it like tel- a serpent's tongue it comes te- out it of it. Telescopes. To, it telescopes. It tel- yeah. That's no girth, but incredible mm-hmm. length. 
Then you you understand the. I've used it as measuring tape in some (laughs) when I'm uh, during construction. We can't find any. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) No, but so wait a minute. So you sorry to go that way. You know what? You make me too comfortable. You. That's that's my plan. Uh, You grew up. This is what's interesting to me is I love that you grew up in this environment that almost feels like 19th century to me. You're on a farm uh, watching uh, animals have incredible sex. Just incredible sex. For the bull. Uh, the, again, as with much of the animal kingdom, I don't think that the steers, I'm getting the names wrong, are the heifers. I don't think the female cows were enjoying it at all. In fact, they were trying to get away. Right. Probably to save their bodies. Mm-hmm. Yeah. For That's sad. That makes yeah, me sad. Yeah, yeah. Sorry. Because I thought sorry, animals, no, no. <laughs> you thought animals enjoyed sex? I thought, it, yeah, I, would, I wanted to think that animals really enjoyed sex. I'd like to think that somebody's enjoying sex. Well, I think all the male animals are getting it getting having a great time right but if you ever watch those nature shows i mean have you ever well there's no foreplay in nature there's no foreplay and it's always like the the females getting like held down and just pumped and she's just like staring ahead (laughs) like make it in make it in right and the guy and the dude is just like this is my dna and then and then it's over did you ever watch bulls high five each other afterwards no, we only had one bull. Also, then, so then they would get pregnant, and then they would we'd have calves, and then we would raise the calves, and then we would sell them back to the butcher, the the butcher place. Oh wait, so, so you'd establish a relationship? I named them. You named them? Oh. It was awful. It was awful because I knew it. I knew what where they were going. So you grew <laughs> up probably uh, unable to really attach to a living thing. You probably have no idea how to form a real relationship with. Any human because of this upbringing? Maybe. Maybe. No, I, well, I know humans die. Yeah. Everybody, I learned every, everything dies. It's all temporary. Okay. Well, I wasn't taught that. What? I'm Catholic. We, oh. all, we all go up to oh, heaven. Oh, we go to heaven. We go to heaven and we hang out I'm with Lutheran. Abraham. We, yeah. We, yeah. We hang out with Abraham Lincoln on a cloud. <laughs> uh, Are you still Catholic? I am Catholic in the way that anybody who is irradiated with Catholicism as a child yeah. and for into their teenage years is Catholic. Uh, now, what does that mean? I think I embody a lot of the Catholic values. Mm-hmm. I'm quick to get angry. <laughs> I, I use alcohol to feel better about things at night. Um, yeah, there's all kinds of stuff that I think would probably make me uh, Catholic. But yeah, growing up, what I really didn't like is growing up with the concept of hell. That really yes. bothered me. Yes. Uh, and I didn't want my kids to think there's a hell because I, I don't oh. see, uh, do Lutherans think there's a hell? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. And and if you're not, if you don't believe in Jesus, that's where you're headed. And I, I what it took me till I was a teenager to be like, whoa, you guys are sending a lot of people to hell, like maybe three fourths of the world, um, which seemed wrong. Do you teach your kids like my husband it, was raised without religion, and so so the, he's uh, we call that godless. He's, yeah, like you married a, you married a god a godless man a godless man yeah a man without a rudder a man. Going um, going to hell. Yeah. But I there's things about the Catholicism and Lutheran and just like culturally and also just being mindful with like some prayer before dinner. I'm trying to like do prayer before dinner and just some things that I think are good about religion and leave out the bad. Like picking and choosing for her. Right. Is that gonna work? No. <laughs> gonna well, I think you can you can you can teach kids to have a moral compass uh-huh. without necessarily uh, quoting from scripture. I yeah. Think. So uh, that's that's a possibility. I mean, I when I grew up, every single everywhere I went, there was those realistic depictions of Christ on the cross. Yes. 
that, I mean, those are rough. Yeah. And some of them are very realistic. It really does look like a guy who got stabbed a couple of times with a Roman spear and, and his hands were nailed to the cross. And I thought that was very intense. Yeah. It changed my whole, uh, man, this is, look what you've brought up in such a short time. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you've brought up so many intense subjects. And um, and I, I think it's I think it's good. I think we need to go with it. I think we need to go with it. Okay. I was traumatized by, yeah, you uh, were. by those Catholic images sometimes growing up. Yeah, it's a, it definitely painted a picture of like, and it was your fault. Like he died because of you. Yeah. Because and I was, of us. I would look at it and go, yeah. I never asked you for anything. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't ask you. I wasn't even around. I was always yelling at the cross that was hanging on the wall. Oh, no. What did I, I never asked you for a thing. What are you looking at me for? I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah. Forget about it. You know, I, I, I turn into a whole different character. So you grow up on this farm, yeah. mm-hmm. and um, you see uh, life unfolding all around you in a very, um, sounds like a very brutal way. But uh, when did you say, okay, I think I'm funny. I'm, I'm a funny person. When did that really, do- did your parents know you were funny? No. I mean, they would argue that they did, but I don't have any memories of my parents, like, laughing at me. Um, growing up, like, oh my God, Kristen, that was great. And I'll, but I also don't really have any memories of me like performing jokes for my parents either. But yeah, I think they thought it was funny. Those memories aren't as vivid as I think in high school. I was I joined um, the forensics team, which is a speech and debate. I know. You know yeah. what? When I was in high school, I joined the forensics team because I thought we would be investigating death. And dead bodies. Yes. I, I swear to God, <laughs> you know. I thought we'd be dissecting the bodies of people that had been murdered and trying to figure out what happened. And then I found out that no, you get note cards uh-huh. and you debate these incredibly dry topics. I was enraged. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I showed up the first day with a human foot. I swear to God, oh I thought, my like, God. we're going to solve this. And they said, no, no. I'm surprised you come with like a Jesus statue. What happened, really? <laughs> That's what I should have done. Get into these. Lungs. You know what? That would be great is to investigate. <laughs> I mean, and please, for anyone listening right now who's offended, you know, you knew the deal when you tuned in. Um, I love tuned in. Completely wrong for a podcast. But I'm from another era. Yeah, the, the whole idea of police investigating. Jesus. It's a great <laughs> Jesus, idea. What happened here? And the coroner is like there and he's like, well, you know, we're pretty sure he was alive when they put him on the cross. But you know, this, this looks like a Roman spear. And then they're they're questioning people. Yeah. Hey, when you do, sorry, tell me to shut up. Uh, no, I like you this, you asking questions. This is great. When, do you want to know about my workout routine? Not really. Okay. Um, when you, so you. That's you pouring water, by the way. That's yeah, not, that's not. No one's urinating. Nobody's drooling. When you, you quit your show. And now, but I didn't think you quit your show. I think you are just going to start a new show. Yeah. Well. Why would everybody was acting like you were dead? I did not, I did not play along. Because right. I didn't like that. But then I was like, well, when people die, they don't get to see that. Did you enjoy all the I was surprised. I was surprised. Well, I was just surprised that where I was not going to do the night tonight, you know, the late yeah. night show anymore. And so, but I was going to go and do other stuff. And um, that this is a true story, but uh, we finished the last show on a Thursday. The next day, my family and I fly out of the East Coast so we could sort of just start walking my daughter around college campuses because she's 17. She's never been on a college campus because of COVID. And we thought we should, she should at least start looking at a bunch of schools just to see, does anything ring a bell? Does anything- uh, Harvard. Oh God, no. Mm-hmm. Oh. No, that's off the table. Um, oh. oh, yeah. well, I'm I sure did, you could pay them. No, no, I what? got into something. <laughs> <I've>, oh. <laughs> 
<laughs> After what I did at Harvard, uh, my people are no longer welcome there. Uh, but <laughs> there's, there are crimes outstanding. But we literally went the next day to the East Coast and I walked into a restaurant like in Connecticut. This is 24 hours after the last show airs. And a, an older woman walked up to me as I walked into the restaurant and said, what are you doing here? I thought you retired from television. <laughs> I'm, I've been thinking about that, which is, oh, wow. which is first of all, no, I'm st I didn't retire from television. I'm just not gonna do the night tonight, late night show anymore. But the second thing that was hilarious was, even if, that, even if that were true, I'm allowed to go to a restaurant. <laughs> nope. She was so disappointed that- I thought you disappeared from my life. Yeah, I saw your farewell show and it really brought a tear to my eye. And here you are stuffing your face with crab salad, you fat fuck. You know, and I'm like, what, what happened? You know, it's incredible to have the flexibility to work in all sorts of places, whether it's taking video calls from the park or emailing large files while you're grocery shopping. Sona, this is good for you. Is it? Because you're always doing whatever work you do for me from fun locations. But I like blaming it on not having reception. I know, but you can't do that here. Working on the go seamlessly requires a strong network, which is why you should check out T-Mobile, Sona. Okay. Then you got no excuses. They're America's largest and fastest 5G network. With T-Mobile, you'll be covered in more places with the 5G speed you need for your life on the go. Plus, they also cover more highway miles with 5G than anybody else. Check it out if you don't believe me. Hey, Blay, you've got T-Mobile, right? I do. I was actually just up in the woods in Idlewild. It was fantastic for the weekend. And uh, my T-Mobile didn't miss it. My T-Mobile phone didn't miss it. You know, beat. I wouldn't think you'd need a cell phone because you speak so loudly into a microphone. <laughs> well, I had to look some stuff up. Just take Sorry. it. Just take it down. I didn't know what brunch was. I can hear him. When the restaurant's open for brunch. Okay. Uh, so I used uh, my T-Mobile coverage to check out brunch. That's all right. Anyway, wherever you are, you know, take it from the loudspeaking Blay. If you're on the go, you want to be in the know, you want to make the show. What? Uh, T-Mobile. Okay. That's the one for you. That was I should weird. have rhymed it with go. Anyway, <laughs> find out more at T-Mobile.com slash network today. Coverage not available in some areas. Fastest based on median overall combined 5G speeds, according to analysis by Ookla of Speed Test Intelligence Data Q3 2023. See 5G device coverage and access details at T-Mobile.com. Okay, you freaks, quick math. The less your business spends on operations, multiple systems, and delivering your product or service, the more margin you have and the more money you keep. Right, yeah, guys? Yeah, that's what yeah. I think about all the time. That's all I think about. I'm a real whiz. But with higher expenses on materials, employees, distribution, and borrowing, everything costs more. It just does. Yeah. <sighs> Words. So to reduce, what's that? Words. Yeah, exactly. That helped. So to reduce costs <laughs> and headaches, <laughs> smart businesses are graduating to NetSuite by Oracle. You knew where I was going with this, right? Yeah, I do. Please tell us what NetSuite is. I shall. NetSuite's the number one cloud financial system. It brings accounting, financial management, inventory, and HR into one, count them, one platform and one source of truth. Yeah. By bringing all your major business processes into one platform, you will not only improve efficiency, you'll also cut costs. Mm, yep. NetSuite lives in the cloud with no hardware required, accessible from anywhere. That's why they call it the cloud. Over 37,000 companies have already made the move. If you're not doing it, you should too. Hey, so do the math. That sounds aggressive. See how you'll profit with NetSuite. 
Now through April 15th, NetSuite is offering a one-of-a-kind flexible financing program. Head to netsuite.com slash Conan right now, exclamation point. netsuite.com slash Conan. netsuite.com slash Conan. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus. You can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. But no, I will I know I'll do something else, but I want it to be something that really shows my athleticism. Oh. Uh, and oh. where people see the sensual side of me. Yes. That was hidden. I was. Was it? I, yes. Oh, yes. Um, oh, God. I was wondering. I guess I was, even was thinking about it because I know you're. The what I heard is that you're gonna do like one show a month or something like a variety show, but it would be very special. It's <laughs> so funny because. Is that right? <laughs> now, just so funny one too. One special. I love show. that we're talking so much about me, but yeah. what's so funny cool. is that whoever that put out in the press release. Conan will go on to do a variety show for HBO Max. Yeah. And I never Ooh, said- HBO we're, Max? Yeah. They've got I, good shows. Yeah. Huh? Well, yeah huh. well, they did. <laughs> Hello. Uh-oh. Ding dong. Conan. Ding dong. Trash show coming in. Let me in. <laughs> no. <laughs> I've got a format that's untested <laughs> that I want to try on you guys. <laughs> no, it's so funny because it said variety show and I had all these people saying, Conan's going to bring back the variety show like I'm yeah. Dean Martin mm-hmm. and women are going to come out at the beginning and go, it's Conan, and there's going to be sketches where I'm in a restaurant, and yeah. you know, today's guest, Kristen Shaw, and then you're like, ooh, I love Gracie Allen, yeah, and then exactly. you'll step out of the scene like George Burns and start talking about how cuckoo I am. Yeah, I'll get yeah. a load of this one over here. She's a real <laughs> nut job. Well, I better get back to the sketch. <laughs> dun, 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 dun. George! Wait, why can't it be this? This yeah, sounds pretty I don't, good to me. Well, yeah. the thing is, it was so funny, is that I, I found out later on that someone... I think at Turner just put variety show in there because that's the category we're in, in the Emmys. And so they just put in, you know, it's going to be a variety show. And I swear to God, I had people on the street saying, I know where you can get some dancers. And other people saying, (laughs) I know where you can get some singers that can go, Conan, 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 it's the Conan show. And uh, I thought that's hilarious. So many people had different ideas about this, what this would be. But they were excited to see it live on with you involved. I'd like to be seen uh, in a sensual way. I, I, I don't. Hmm. What? It's like me wanting to be a superhero. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So I want to ask you a question, which is you have, I think, one of the most recognizable voices of anybody on the planet not just because of Bob's Burgers, but because all the work you've done, when I hear your voice, do you, are there people that don't know who you are and then you start to speak and suddenly you're ushered to a much better table at the restaurant? Oh, I, I, haven't, I, I haven't been to a restaurant in a really long time, but, um, but I, have, I, I have brought a joy to people, um, strangers, when they hear me talk in a way that's very um, rewarding and makes me feel good in them too. Yeah. Yeah, they love Bob's Burgers, and they really uh, lo- oh, they lo- they love they love Bob 
Bob's Burgers, and they but something about Mabel and Gravity Falls, which was on Disney for just mm-hmm. two seasons. But that did you watch it, Dave? You seem little. I didn't watch that one. Oh, I'm sorry. Do you <laughs> want me to how, lie? How long I has did. he been your assistant? David's like two here days, to or? again. He's filling in for Sona. Uh, this is really awkward. Like Sona Burgers. Do you know who I am at all? I do. You know what I love? <laughs> the Concord is one of my favorite shows. That's like Ten years old. You know what I love um, is that David. <laughs> David's here. He's sitting in uh, because uh, Sona couldn't be here uh, because she had twins. And uh, David's filling in as my assistant. And then we thought, we'll just have David sit in here. And I love that you turn to him on the one thing he wouldn't know about. I mean, ask him about the Free Britney movement, and he's all over it. I do see Ask him about Disneyland, and he's all over it. Oh, yeah. Did you go when it was like minimum capacity? I went last weekend. And? It was great. It really wasn't crowded yet. Is it masks? They no didn't masks. that day, but I just read that they're bringing masks back. It's confusing time. I did get tested after. I do not have COVID from Disney. Just David, did you or did you just <laughs> let you all know? David, so you feel did safe. you or did you not break into Disneyland when it was closed during COVID? I know you think I did, but I swear I did not. <laughs> didn't you live on that little island for a while? No, that was someone else. <laughs> I'm pretty sure And they got did. a lifetime ban. I can't risk that. Okay. All oh, right. that they did? I think so. Well, that makes sense. I guess you just can't live on a Disney island for free. Nothing's free at Disneyland. Sorry no. To get it out there. Yeah. But yeah, I like my voice. I, I didn't like it growing up because it didn't change when I changed into a woman. It sort of stayed the same. And that was a little bit of a bummer. Um, people would point it out a lot. And I, and I was like, yeah, sorry. And I had a speech teacher at college who um, was so disgusted with how I sounded that she said I would never make it. Is that true? <laughs> yeah. Is that, you know, what's stunning to me is that you could have a, a speech teacher who is saying, well, you can't make it in the business because your voice is too distinctive, <laughs> which is the thing that everybody wants. Yeah, I know. I guess it's because that time, you know, in, in the early 2000s or, or late 90s, they were teaching, um, you know, you did Shakespeare monologues and you did Death of a Salesman and you had diction, you know, and you were you were a theater actor and I was just lisping my name. She was like, name? And I was like, Kristen Shaw or whatever. And she was like, ah! Ah, the list. She said to you, ah, the list. Yes, she was. Her back was to me. She was like, I came out like, I'm here to register, uh, like, the student to register for your class name, Kristen Schultz. Oh, my God. And she was like, I'm sorry, I cannot help you. And I was standing next to a a guy who was like, I had a crush on. (laughs) Oh, I love it when a laugh turns into tears. It's fine. Uh, yeah, in your face, cause uh, it, yeah, but the, at the but you know that's the thing when you go to school, sometimes some teachers think that this is how she taught Sigourney Weaver, so she thought every if everyone spoke like Sigourney Weaver, then they had a shot. Right. She didn't understand <laughs> that it is what makes us unusual that uh, I think gets us where we're going. Yeah. You know, that's always been my theory. Yeah. Some of it is just if you're around for a while and-, and, and You wear them down. You wear them down. I know it doesn't sound, <laughs> it doesn't sound sexy, or, but, but you stick around for a while. And then after a while, people say, I guess a guy who sounds like that and looks like that with that weird name and that weird hair can be a late night host. Yeah. You know, I didn't know what I was doing and uh, that's the way it should be. I mean, where is late night going these days anyways? Oh my God, you're very good at asking questions. <laughs> I mean, yeah, obviously, you take the podcast for this episode. Yeah, why don't you I just mean, why don't we show. just say, uh, you know, uh, Kristen Shaw needs a friend, and your guest is Conan O'Brien. Why don't we do it that way? <laughs> I, love this. I love it. I've this always is... wanted to do interviews with people. Well, you're good. You're naturally curious, and you're asking questions, and uh, yeah. that's um, yeah. Where's late night going? I have no idea. I'm the guy that. Uh, 
that just left. You Well, that's the only option. That's why I was thinking about you, too, where I was like, yeah, you just quit because the show doesn't really get canceled. Right. Like, you just have to leave. Well, it's this very funny thing. I realized at one point that for the first couple of years of my show back in the early 90s, I was always in danger of, of losing it. Then your reward, if you can last, mm-hmm. is that the reward is it will never end. But anything that never ends frightens the shit out of me. Like uh, going back to Catholicism, uh, I asked a nun once, what's heaven? And she said, what's your favorite thing to do? And I said, color in a coloring book. And she said, uh, well, it's that for all eternity. It never ends. And I was horrified, (laughs) horrified. (laughs) And, And so the concept of you know what, you can't do this forever. You can't. But that sounds like that got locked in for you. And now no matter what you want, you're going to be coloring in heaven for eternity. <laughs> yes. But wow. with great historical figures. <laughs> with Abraham Lincoln. With Lincoln, who's still going to be like, also. I don't understand. I was at the theater. I had yeah. my back turned. And he's terrible thing in the life. <laughs> 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 I like that. That could even be, a, I could see that being a whole movie. A whole movie? Yeah. Hmm. It is not a whole movie. You're a terrible judge of what's a whole movie. That's not a movie. What are you talking about? Now I'm angry. Oh. You can kick him off your podcast, you, Christian. Yeah, this is your podcast <laughs> now. It just It's your podcast. Sorry, so the minute I, I turn sorry. on you. You're right. It's, yeah. It's, and David's it's now your assistant. So do you remember? It's a three-minute sketch. It's a three-minute sketch. Do you have a moment where you felt that? Wait, wait, wait. When heaven, I thought, I was told that we lose our bodies. And we're all just balls of light floating around. Who told you that? Uh, my Sunday school teacher. Oh, I never got that. Balls yeah. of light just, floating around? Yeah, because that's your spirit. Kind of like the movie. No, that's when you go into, that's Tron you're thinking movie. of. Soul. Soul. <laughs> yeah, a little oh, bit soul. like soul. No, soul. I, don't, I don't think that. I don't, we have our bodies. We have oh, our God, bodies. Why? And we, we sit on a I cloud. Would, I could lose this for eternity. Come on. I'll be a yeah, ball of light. Yeah, are you yeah, stuck with the body that you die with? Yes. Or do you get like your younger body Oh, back? see, this yeah, is another question too. Get? If you go into heaven, which, and Elvis is there. Come on, Elvis which has got to be there. Which Elvis are you going to see? Are you going to see 1955 Lean and Mean Elvis? Mm-hmm. Are you going to see 72 Bell Bottom Elvis? Are you going to see mm-hmm. Heavy Elvis towards the end? 76, gets, 77. What about, not to, okay, now I'm going to bring this to a horrible place. What about kids that die young? Do they never get to be adults in heaven? Do they get to keep growing in heaven? Or do are they always going to be whatever? Sorry. Okay, what was your question? No, um, no, no, no. <laughs> Wait a minute. So here are the places you've taken us so far. Let's review. Yeah. Dead yeah. children. It's been a tough year. Yeah. The Tonight Show. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> Which I think <laughs> occupies similar categories for me, uh, <laughs> and then uh, and then um, tape measure penis. My career uh, being over, and yeah, wait, penises what? penises I, that expand uh, like telescopes. Those are scary. That was the scariest thing I said all this whole time. That's true. Um, it's true. That so, so a telescoping penis. That's fascinating. Wait, you were going to ask me a better question, and I cut you off with the balls of light for bodies. <laughs> what is the moment when it really started to click for you? When you realized, oh, wait a minute, I fit in this business as a funny person. I know how to do this. When does that happen? Does that happen when you're doing improv? Does it happen when you're doing theater stuff? It must, right? Yeah. Is I, it college? College was great because I was, I'm actually, I'm wearing the meow, my Meow Show hoodie from college um, because uh, I wanted to wear something uh, that wouldn't stick in my armpits. Anyways, uh, yes, uh, college was great because I was on an improv sketch comedy troupe called The Meow Show which um, had 
as well, Stephen Colbert auditioned for it and didn't get in. Right. That's how funny it was. Um, yeah, so or not. You know, yeah. <laughs> I think of him more as a newsman, you know? Uh, Stephen Colbert? Yeah, he never of, really got into comedy. <laughs> and I say that with great affection. Oh, yeah, do you two hang out? We have hung out in the past. Yeah. He told a story on another podcast. I think it was Smartless. He told a story about me skiing. We ended up bumping into each other and, and skiing. We had a really good time and uh, hung out with his family, who's lovely. But he later told this story about me having to use the bathroom when we were on a ski lift together and not number one, but number two, and that I opened a trap door in my pants and defecated on children who were skiing below, <laughs> which I thought was absolutely hilarious when I heard it. Yeah. But he told it with like a straight face, apparently. Yeah. <laughs> and so I, I had someone on the street come up to me and go, is that true, man? And I said, is what true? And they went, you skiing with Stephen Colbert and you had to take a shit, so you just shit all over these kids and tried to hit them with your shit below. And I went, yeah, yeah, that's true. <laughs> because, because you have to yes and in those moments. And I'm not, I do not, I refuse to be the... The, the Margaret Dumont, the lady in the, in the Marx Brothers movies, who's like, well, I never. I can't be there saying, that is not true. That never happened. That's ridiculous. So I had to go the other way, which is, of course it's true. That's what I like to do. I like to shit on children when I'm on a ski lift. <laughs> so uh, he should have been in your improv group because he could have yeah. done that quality work. Yeah, he's smart. Well, anyways, that's when I that's when I was like comedy forever and improv too. Once you start taking improv classes, it's like a like a bug. You know, you have to you have to like get better at it. Right. And then stand up was also really really fun in New York. I did everything I could do that was comedy related. What did you like better, the improv or the stand up? At the end of the day, the stand up because the improv. Um, you know, it was fun, but it was a little nerve wracking. Yes, and I used yeah. to get very in improv. If, uh, you know, there's chance is a big part of it. And people love to see the high wire act aspect of it. But I always wanted to, I wanted the certainty that every single time it was going to be great. Yeah. And once you want that, you can't really be a true improviser, I don't think. Yeah, you, you have to bomb. You have to, you have to have no expectations. You have to surrender to the idea that, yeah. well, that went nowhere. Um, this is a candy shop. No, it's not. The end. Where are you with the real shit improviser? Where are you with my daughter? I think writers I've noticed in particular are um, not uh, have that same feeling about improv because I find writers to be a bit more perfectionist. What's happening with Sam? Are we? Is the time's up? What happened? Did you just do something? No. It's your call, Kristen. It's your show. You get to wrap it up. <laughs> yeah, why did you? Sorry. I saw I saw you look over and then I saw lights flashing. No, he, your head, yeah. you started moving around a I lot. I did cough. Sam. I'm sorry. Sam, what's going on over there? You okay? I don't know, but I am sorry. Um, oh, that's fair. Uh, Sam. <laughs> um, I know, especially getting older, I'm not as old as some me. people here. But no, I. Okay, I've so heard, now I'm old. Uh, no, no, I didn't say you're old. I'm just saying, I've heard before from. I'm as old as I say I am on Wikipedia. Okay, how old did you say you are? I haven't. I'm, I'm not, forty-one. For, okay, forty-one so you're on Wikipedia. Than me. Yeah, fifty-eight um, in <laughs> fifty-eight in real life. Forty-one on Wikipedia. But do you? I go in, I go there every day, and I have. And David, one of David's jobs. Oh my god! It used morning. to be Sona's job is get up every morning and put me down as forty-one. 
<laughs> someone always puts it back. Yeah. And it only lasts about 10 minutes. Yeah. It's a full-time job. Yeah. But he yeah. just hammers away at it. And mm-hmm. sometimes oh. I have him doing it during the day. It's like yeah. checking a stock. You have to just keep going back. Collins 41. <laughs> I don't know where you got this. Sometimes we go to 39. <laughs> <laughs> Well, no one's buying that. But 41, <laughs> everyone accepts. If you have enough as a 41-year-old, I mean, do you feel like comedy, I've heard my husband say that sometimes he feels like comedy is a young man's game. And I hate to call him out like that, but that's when he's like really down. Um, I don't agree with that. But I do think you can rack up a number of times when you're old, as you get older, when you haven't been funny, that you could convince yourself that you're not funny anymore. Whereas when you're younger, you don't yes. have that yet. Yes. First of all, a number of times when you when you're not funny in a row, I can't relate to that. I, can't. <laughs> um, I just can't. I don't know what you're talking about. Okay. Uh, and that just seemed weird and foreign to me. Um, David, would you agree? Mm-hmm. Wow. Uh, anyway. I had to sign a paper for that too. <laughs> no, but um, I understand exactly what your husband's talking about. Mm. And I know he's a very funny guy professionally. Yeah. And uh, I know what he's talking about. And then I see people or I'm around people like um, Martin Short, Steve yes. Martin, yes. Uh, Albert Brooks, yeah. who are devastatingly funny. Yeah. And not just verbally funny, but just in, in a performative way funny. And um, and Bob Newhart, Bob Newhart, I, I think is ninety one or ninety two, and um, he still is so funny, <laughs> and his put downs are fantastic. And I think, okay, if I could have thought of that at yeah. my age, Wikipedia forty one, real life fifty eight. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, if I could have thought of that, I'd be very proud. And then I think, what are those guys doing? How do you, Carl Reiner's another one, uh, Mel Brooks, where, uh, you know, very late in life, very, very funny. And um, coming up with funny and amusing ideas. I think there's a kind of hunger that you have when you're younger that fuels things uh, and helps. Mm-hmm. And then you've got to substitute that with something else. And the age-old question in our business is, can you be happy and funny? And um, that gets tricky because, you know, there are times where I, I really love my wife and I love my kids and I consider myself extremely lucky and I enjoy my friends and I look around at all that. And it wasn't always the case. I didn't always have that life. Mm-hmm. So there are times when I look at them and think, you guys, you assholes are keeping me from being funny. You're keeping me from being as funny as I could truly be. Oh, they're bringing you down. They're bringing me down with all their me loving them and them loving me bullshit. I got to get out of this trap. I got to blow this up so I can reach the next level of funny. I've got to be funnier. So that's, yeah, yeah. that way lies madness. Here's something that you occurred to me when I was listening to you. It is, we were saying that, you know, the conditions have to be right mm-hmm. for a good good comedic moment. And I think that is expectations, yes. right? And yes. and sometimes I found when I was starting up, I had my best live stage performances of my career before Flight of the Concords. Before, before they people knew, who, knew who I was. Right. Um, I could I could destroy as this wispy little who the who the hell is that like she has and then show them exactly who I was whereas I felt I really got in my head later and I I wonder if that's always the case too where um, 
where you need to form a condition for yourself where there is no expectation. But, I mean, but no all- expectations from the audience or no expectations from myself? That's the question. Yeah. I because mean, the dream I, is both. Because I've, I've seen it go the other way, too, where mm-hmm. because people know me, they're laughing sometimes before I even say anything. That's the worst. I love it. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. Are you serious? Oh man, I, getting those laughs oh, for nothing? Oh, what are you talking about? Oh, oh man, there's Conan. <laughs> wow, thanks everybody. <laughs> well, anyway, um, on my way to the, <laughs> on his way here, on my way here in my car. <laughs> he has a car, man. I can't believe he's got a car. Wow. The club owner's like, hey, you earned your pay before you even started talking. Here's your money and have a good night. I don't know what you're talking about. I love that scenario. Okay. Okay. I think you're out of control. Well, okay. Oh, don't want to earn it every time. That's the worst. What? (laughs) (laughs) That's what we do. No. You want to get to the point where you phone it in. And people know it's you. It's Kristen Shaw. What do you, you know, yeah, yay. Yeah. And and your skills decline, but you still get paid. Where, where, what do you? Everybody had a chuckle. Yeah. Yeah. All it's right. Everybody. All right. Hey, she showed up. <laughs> she sure looked like she does when I see her on the TV. Yay. Here's your money. Okay. That's the dream, man. Hey, I'm learning a lot today. Yeah. Yeah. I hope I didn't disappoint you with my brutal honesty. Mm, I didn't think you were being truthful at that, about that last bit. <laughs> <laughs> well, this was really fun. I didn't know. It's so funny because I had all these things that I thought I was going to talk about with you that were more yeah. about things you've done, your career. And we completely um, got off track because yeah. you took over. Yeah, and I, had I had so many questions for you. I mean, you're at a real turning point in your life. It's very exciting. It's exciting. It's uh it's it's strange too. Yeah. So I might just wander the earth now, spreading seeds, growing little trees. <laughs> well, I was when I ran into John Stewart after he had stopped. I was so worried about him um, because you know, to in my mind, he's exists right. doing a show every night, right. and he was the happiest I'd ever seen him. Right. Right. <laughs> because he got to be with his kids, and right. he got to watch them grow up, and be with his wife and just relax and um it was shock it was shocking to me who always thinks you should all well, constantly be making comedy. Right. But maybe that's you. I have no idea. I think I've spent enough time with my kids and my wife. I get it. <laughs> so I don't know what John's talking about. I get it. Like when they were yeah. five and seven, I'm like, I got it, you know? Yeah, and yeah. now they're just, you know, so um I don't know what that's all about. He's got to work that out himself. Yeah, that's, which he's doing, obviously. That's clearly some kind of dodge. Uh, but <laughs> I, um, yeah, I don't know. I, but I definitely like to, I like to make things. So it's all about, the problem is if I start making like model planes, you know. Yeah. Because I did that over COVID. I started making balsa wood. I made a balsa wood plane that was really complex. And yeah. I hadn't done anything like that before. And I got really obsessed with it. And have you seen it, David? It's gorgeous. Uh-uh. Why do we have you sitting in? I, I don't know. I'm just gonna leave. Like, Jesus I mean, Christ, David! Oh, I mean, let's take it back. Yeah, 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 yeah. You don't know Kristen's work. <laughs> you, you don't mean? know that I built a model plane. Yeah, out of Boston. It was a sop with camel. It's beautiful. I put. Where this, is it? Has David? It's been hanging over my desk. Has he been? To, oh, you have an office. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Wait, you've seen it. I it's thought a, you meant. Uh, yeah. What? No, I've seen it. It's great. 
Oh, for Christ's sake. I did not register Well, this is David's David. last appearance. <laughs> yeah, thank you. It's been great. I had a great time. Just show yourself David. out. Oh, Such... look, I think you really hurt his feelings. No, I really didn't. He doesn't. He has... No, I don't have feelings. Yeah, he oh. doesn't. No, that's one of the prerequisites of working for me is not having feelings. <laughs> what would you say? You're going to go far. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so we'll see. But, yeah, I, I assume it's going to be comedy, but it'd be really hilarious if I just started carving faces out of apples and drawing them <laughs> and distributing them to the neighborhood. And I'm like, I've never been more creatively satisfied. Uh, well, listen, we got to wrap this up. Yeah, because yeah, yeah. I think we've bored. spoken for quite a while, but you are an absolute delight. Thank you. And it made me happy knowing that you were coming in today because uh, every time we encounter each other, we, you, you've worked with me in the past. You've been kind enough to donate time to shoot uh, crazy things with me at Comic-Con. Uh, and yeah. you're just a lovely person, and I'm very happy for you. You've, oh. you've found uh, your way in comedy, and you've made so many people happy. And it's true. Just by talking, you can make people happy, which is lovely. That's a great oh, superpower. Thanks, man. Well, thank you right back at you. Thanks for being my friend, and uh, which is scripted here. It is scripted. And, th- yeah. and thank you for always letting me come on your show and being my champion. I will continue to be your champion. And I'll have a show just so you can come on it. How's that? That You'll be the reason for me to do a show. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. You should do it. Okay. But not every night. No. Oh, God. Because we already, everybody already. Please. If you do that, that would be coming back at the. If I came back, you know what would be funny if I came back immediately with a (laughs) nightly show that was no different than the other show? That's hilarious. I would love that. That'd be very Andy Kaufman. Yeah. Or even Wilco did it like, or no, it was LCD sound system said like, this is it. We were never, I'm never yeah. performing again. Yes. And everyone bought it out there. And then he's like, he, I don't even think it was a few weeks. The great thing was uh, Frank Sinatra, I think in 1969 announced I'm retiring. And he said, I'm, I think I'm going to teach. Like he was going <laughs> to go to Yale and teach a course on. And so Frank Sinatra did this big thing, like I'm retiring and he did his big final show. I think he was back in six months. (laughs) (laughs) So yeah, I should go back to Turner with the exact same show. (laughs) The whole thing is really no different. And uh, and then have a real attitude like you're welcome, America. Boy, that would piss people off. I can't wait to do that. Uh, It'd be memorable. Kristen, thank you so much. And thank you for being my friend with a little trademark next to it. Yeah, you're welcome. It's a trademark agreement. Oh, that's great. So then I don't have to be relieved. It's like legally bound. Yeah, this is legally binding. Nice. Yeah. (laughs) You know, our podcast, we've been doing it for five years now, and it's changed over the years. Yeah, Yeah, it has. I've gotten better looking, I think, stronger. Oh. Um... You no. seem less mentally sharp. I oh, these I things just happen. Was you know, thinking other things. Well, whatever. With like time, the studio. We got a new studio. Oh, that too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And we got a new studio. But uh, you know what? One thing hasn't changed, and that's the great taste of Miller Lite. Yeah. You know, I was thinking about this on the drive in this morning. So much has changed, but not the great taste of Miller Lite. You were I, thinking about Miller Lite this morning. I on the shouted way in? it out the window at the car next to me, and the guy gave me a thumbs up and said, "I agree." <laughs> It was the original light beer, and to this day, it's still the best one, if you ask me. Yeah. I like to have a good time. You know that. I'm good. Oh, you love to party. My name is Conan Good Time O'Brien, yeah. and I get together with my gang, my squad, and we crack open some Miller Lights, and all is good in the hood. <laughs> Undebatable quality, great taste, and guess what? Mm. I ran the numbers myself. Yeah. Only 96 calories. Wow. It's the beer that strips away everything you don't need and holds on to what matters most. It's a light beer that tastes, guess what? Ding dong, open the door, like a beer. <laughs> 
The original light beer since 1975. Red Sox won the pennant. Anyway, times change, but you can always enjoy the great taste of Miller Lite. Tastes like Miller time to get Miller Lite delivered right to your door. Visit MillerLite.com slash Conan, or you can find it pretty much anywhere that sells beer. Hey, you sell beer? Yes, we do. Bet you have Miller Lite. Yes, we do. <laughs> hey, Muppet, why are you working here? I'm not sure. Celebrate responsibly. <laughs> Miller Brewing Company, Milwaukee, Wisconsin, 96 calories per 12 ounces. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Now, what's the first thing you'd do if you had an extra hour in your day? Would you, what would you do? Would you read a book, Sona, take a nap? What would you do? I'd probably watch TV. Yeah. Well, a lot of us spend our lives wishing we had more time. Uh, the question is, time for what? If time was unlimited, how would you use it? The best way to squeeze that special thing into your schedule is to know what's important to you and make it a priority. Well, guess what? Therapy can help you find what matters to you so you can do more of it. I think I'm a big believer in uh, therapy and just talking in general, mm -hmm. um, getting uh, whatever negative feelings you have inside of you out. If you're thinking of starting therapy, you should give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online. It's designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. So all you do is fill out a brief questionnaire, and then you get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. So learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Conan today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Conan. All right, big things are afoot over here at Team Coco. Team Coco now has a TikTok, and it's at Team Coco. David, you're here to help us today. Yeah, can I just say, before we get into David, I have been the team, and I use this term loosely, my team of experts, people in their 20s and 30s have been telling me for a while, Conan, you've got to make TikToks. A, I don't know what they're talking about. Sounds stupid. And, and I know it's a big thing out there. But no, I'm not making a TikTok. I'm a 95-year-old man. <laughs> uh, and, uh, you know, I did great things in World War I to save our country. And I, I re resent being told that I have to make a TikTok when I don't even know what it is. Does Matt, do you know anything about TikTok? I know what they are and where they come from, but I kind of, that's all I care to know. And that's where <laughs> I draw the line. Yeah, you and I are similar vintage, Matt. Yeah. And uh, we aren't into this TikTok hey, thing. wait a minute. What? I'm just uh, guessing by the look of you that you're at least my age or much older. Um, yeah, you're 38. Sure. Yeah. Really? Are you 38? No. Okay. Well, still, you got to moisturize, man. You're falling apart. You can make a TikTok about that. Ugh. Well, okay. You just piped up. Sorry. I know. You told me to be quiet. No, no, no. I, I never reveal that I tell you to be quiet. You're allowed to say whatever you want. <laughs> what I was going to say to you- mm -hmm was that you could help us. You could sure. actually, as crazy as this sounds, you could actually be of help to us, David. Okay. Yeah. You could be useful and helpful. You sound shocked that I could be useful. No, I made it very clear. Don't sound shocked. I am shocked. <laughs> you could actually benefit us. This is insane. The world is turned upside down. Tell us about this TikTok thing. Well, first of all, it's super addicting. Once you get started, you're not going to want to stop. Oh, um, it's I'm basically out. like an Instagram, but just for videos. 
Okay. I, I know You're doing it, really well on TikTok, whether or not, you know, at the Team Coco one, I think is doing really well. I don't even know that I'm on. Uh, what do you mean? I, I don't have, I don't make TikToks, do I? You're on it. How could I be on it if I don't even know what it is? This is what we're talking about. There's now a Team Coco account. There's a Team Coco account. But what do they put up? I don't understand. I thought a TikTok meant that I have to be dancing and singing with my no, daughter and we're both embarrassing. There's like different sites to TikTok for everything. Oh, I always thought it was people singing into a brush, uh, some <laughs> Motown song, and you know, a grandmother's doing it, and a daughter's doing it, and a granddaughter's doing it, and it's awful. It's all awful. I thought that's what TikTok was. No, so I mean, that is a side of TikTok. Right. But pretty much any interest you could have, like there's a hashtag history talk for, you know, you like history, and it's just people giving history facts. Oh, There's Taylor Swift just joined TikTok yesterday. So Swift talk is just trending of people making videos about Taylor Swift. I swear to God, I didn't know mm-hmm. that there were TikToks about history, yeah. TikToks about music, some of the things that I might be interested in. Yeah. I thought it was all performative, people wearing Lululemon and doing like a funny dance and then uh, you know, clucking like a chicken and pouring cheddar cheese on their head. I mean, that's for sure part of it, but not <laughs> every part of it. Okay, well, I would want nothing to do with that part. Um, but I think your kids would agree. <laughs> yeah, I don't want to, and also I don't want to embarrass my children any more than I, my, parent, my, my children are embarrassed by everything I do. So uh, I got to watch that or they just won't speak to me anymore. You have 158 thousand followers on TikTok wow. right now. But but what are my TikToks? I don't know what the, what you're talking about. So they post like clips from the podcast, clips from your show, different interviews you've done. Oh. So we're all on this thing? Yeah. On this thing. <laughs> I love it. On this. Hey, hey, so we're all on this thing? What is this contraption? Is it on the radio? <laughs> People like the big TikTok creators will buy mansions together. And no. then it's just all these people oh. living in a house oh. making videos this is together. That's what I used to do for Instagram. It's all repeating itself. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Get out now. Can mm-hmm. I? You know, only the platforms change. Um, yeah. And and uh, wow, that, I didn't mean that to sound so smart. Um, <laughs> that, that, that was throw out platform. Yeah. And, but but yeah. uh, you know, I've talked about this before. But I worry that we are a few years away from nobody growing food because. <laughs> And I, right. I, I wrote an article about this uh, right. once. Um, it's out there somewhere. I'm trying to remember where I were. It's on TikTok. It was on TikTok. <laughs> <laughs> no, I did. I wrote a piece that I actually really liked where I described a world where um, everyone just got into improvising and making videos and being wise guys and the economy collapsed and farmers stopped growing food because they were making ironic videos where they <laughs> sort of pretend to grow food, but don't really. And it's meta. And it was this, it was the total collapse of society and it became very dystopian. <laughs> this is it. I think TikTok is going to get us there. I really do. I really think well, that this could be the beginning of the very, very end. Yeah. And David, explain this. If Instagram has the same features, what's the deal? This one gets your stuff out to more people. So like, here, let me pull it up. Because For example, so there's there's like a for you page and then a following page. Wait, what's <laughs> happening to that person? Is <laughs> no, she... It's the first video that popped up. Okay. I actually have seen her. Oh my her. God, she's singing into her hairbrush and pouring cheddar cheese on her head. Oh, oh she... <laughs> it looks like she's in danger and is trying to get help. I don't know what's happening. So that's a filter on her or what? What's it's happening? just her getting ready. So I think that's like her niche. That's what she does. But then there's also a following page, which you're actually not following anybody. You just follow yourself. Oh, so I see Conan takes Jordan to the Olive Garden. That's a remote that we shot. And um, Jordan works for me and he's a big snob about Italian food. So I took him to the Olive Garden. Mm-hmm. 
And so they posted that clip to your TikTok, and okay. that'll go out to lots of people. Okay. We have some examples here of, of TikToks, too, that are loaded up. Is that right? Yeah, that's right. I think I have some that I've done, yeah. You've curated these yourselves, because we should mention that you yourself are kind of uh, TikTok. Yeah. Is it too much to say yeah. superstar? No, what, no, no. What's the way? Is it, is it what I say, David, is this correct? You're quite the TikToker. That's correct, yeah. Do you engage in TikTokery? <laughs> I do. Really? <laughs> he's been no, he's I a be- known TikToker I who's became- engaged in skullduggery and TikTokery. <laughs> I became way too addicted to it over work from home the last. So you oh, make yeah. these TikToks. Mm-hmm. What if this turns into you showing us TikToks, but it's an intervention for you? Oh, that's it's true. It's probably much needed. We have your family in the next room. Yeah. <laughs> They all pop up in the screen. They're not here. They're not here for the intervention. They're just here for free food. That um, sounds right. Uh, what? Um, well, show us. Show us. Uh, I don't know which stuff. one's first, and we'll describe it as we play it. Let's start with. Uh, so I started. So my roommate at the time, Jasmine, and I. Whenever we started quarantine, we would just drink wine, and then we decided to just make TikToks after we'd had a few glasses of wine. So I think the first one is like the first week I downloaded TikTok of us working from home. Okay, let's take a look. This is you and Jasmine getting drunk and making a TikTok. This took way too long, actually. Okay, we're cutting around. <laughs> There's a stripper pole. Was there a stripper pole in your... Jasmine had it, yeah. She, like, installed it into her And Jasmine was her, her roommate. And mm-hmm. so it's you two, and you're... There's a lot of rapid cuts of you. And what's the song playing? It's to the Fifth Harmony song, Work From Home, because we were working from home. Oh. You were working it from home in this mm-hmm. video. yeah. Uh, I have some complaints. The rug. The rug is very prominent and um, it looks just like a very cheap synthetic shag mm-hmm. and um, looks like it's mostly made of Scotch guard. <laughs> uh, so I don't like that. I think that was new carpet too. Yeah. Well, wow. it's a great color because it. Uh, if someone vomited on it, you'd never know. <laughs> Um, yeah, that's my big criticism about this TikTok is, you know, I think I'd be a good TikTok director because I have an eye. I shouldn't engage in TikTokery, but I could be a director of aforementioned talkisms and I could, um, I could tell people lose that rug. What's that thing hanging in the background? Is that a beanbag chair? Um, Mm -hmm. you guys are, you know, I would, I would, I would clean it up a little bit. The lighting isn't terrific. Sure. It was our first one. I'm sorry to be rough on you. It's okay. Yeah, it's uh, the first one. It, do most people drink a lot before they make a TikTok? I don't think so. It's just like <laughs> what we like. What else were you supposed to do working from home? Was this done during business hours? Yeah, I. I don't you know. don't want to say. You don't want to say. <laughs> Let me ask you I, one question, David. You're my employee. Did you see any cessation in payment um, during uh, COVID? Mm-hmm. Were you being paid less? Were you Mm -hmm. getting uh, less money because you were working from home? You were being paid in full, yes, sir? Yes. Okay. I was. And Mm. so do you think it's possible that you were making TikToks on my dime? I wouldn't say it's not possible. Okay. It sounds to me like, Conan, you funded this and therefore get production credit. You're the producer of this TikTok. I am. I, whatever, I'm, I'm, mm-hmm. I, I hear you're doing well on TikTok, and I bet mm-hmm. 70% of the TikToks you've made have been under my employee during business hours. True or false? True. <laughs> then you owe me a cut. But I always have my phone ready in case you need something. Uh, no, but you understand, it's implicit that between the hours of nine o'clock in the morning mm-hmm. and seven o'clock at night, mm-hmm. oh. anything you do has to be 
pursuing my interests. Well, now it kind of is because I'm showing you how to TikTok for yourself. Oh, nice, David. Nice, David. Wow. You know, I actually think this is all the perfect setup. We've seen one and that we should continue this as a cliffhanger segment. We'll do the next part in the next episode. Yes, we can't do this in one segment. This has got to be two segments. I am learning to TikTok along with Matt Gorley. Matt and I are both uh, elderly gentlemen, but we are Mm -hmm. learning the fine art of uh, TikTokery. And we are being instructed by um, my uh, my assistant David Hopping, who's uh, filling in for Sonoma Sessian. Um, and you're going to teach us more in the mm-hmm. next segment. And things are really going to get crazy. <laughs> Conan O'Brien needs a friend. With Conan O'Brien, Sonoma Obsessian, and Matt Gorley, produced by me, Matt Gorley. Executive produced by Adam Sachs, Joanna Solitaroff, and Jeff Ross at Team Coco, and Colin Anderson at Earwolf. Theme song by The White Stripes. Incidental music by Jimmy Vivino. Take it away, Jimmy. Our supervising producer is Aaron Blair, and our associate talent producer is Jennifer Samples. Engineering by Will Beckton. Talent booking by Paula Davis, Gina Batista, and Britt Kahn. You can rate and review this show on Apple Podcasts, and you might find your review read on a future episode. Got a question for Conan? Call the Team Coco hotline at 323-451-2821 and leave a message. It, too, could be featured on a future episode. And if you haven't already, please subscribe to Conan O'Brien Needs a Friend on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, or wherever fine podcasts are downloaded. has been a Team Coco production in association with Earwolf. The legends are true. Overwhelming power. The sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of Wickdonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece Nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at Wickdonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! I participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. In a fast-paced world... Every day brings new challenges and new opportunities. At Strayer University, we know a thing or two about getting and staying ahead of change. For over 130 years, we've been providing students like you with innovative tools and customized support. So you can find your way forward and always keep striving. Visit Strayer.edu to learn more. Strayer University is certified to operate in Virginia by CHEV and has many campuses, including at 2121 15th Street North in Arlington, Virginia.